that's kind of where it came from was just, you know, it made sense. Beavis, Phoebus, they rhyme, uh-huh. <laughs> made the shirt for the pep rallies initially. So the artistry was uncanny. That was taken directly from a yearbook photo of Phoebus, <laughs> for sure. Yep, you heard that right. For as immature and disruptive as we were in response to the school administration cracking down on pep assemblies, we were also very creative. The artistry on the Phoebus and Butthead t-shirts was uncanny. Who needs custom ink or Amazon when we had the class of 1996's talent and an older brother of a 96er? Thank you for listening to my podcast, Memory Mission. The spelling is not a typo. My first name starts with an M and my last name is Emery. Memory Mission is a podcast that is just that. I am on a mission for memories, not just any old memories you see. I am extremely blessed to share such fond, wild, and crazy memories with my friends and family. One of my longtime goals has been to capture and share these memories in some way because a lot of this stuff you just cannot make up but I never would have jumped into this work if I did not make a major life-changing decision two years ago. I stopped depending on a drink each night to cope with life stressors. That is the absolute wrong way to handle it. So I had to make a change and I haven't looked back since. And with these newfound changes, I have a newfound perspective of life. While unlearning a harmful habit, I knew that then I had the time to start on that long-time goal of capturing and sharing our memorable and wild stories. So I taught myself all that I could about recording, producing, and shaping our memories into fun and engaging audio stories that I believe more people than just my friends and family would feel a connection to. This is Phoebus and Butthead, part three, the last episode. If you haven't listened to part one or part two yet, it would definitely be beneficial for you to do that first. Up until this point, We have shared our memories of how hype the early pep assemblies were, and then we shared our real mature behavior during the pep assemblies that led to increasing crackdowns from Mr. Phoebus, our school's principal, and his administration. In this episode, you'll hear a firsthand account of two visionary brothers who created the iconic, one-of-a-kind Phoebus and Butthead t-shirt. You'll also hear about a mystery, about a lasting legacy that 26 years later just cannot be solved. Next, Kip and I briefly describe some more background behind the events leading up to the creation of the Phoebus and Butthead t-shirt. As you'll hear, the phenomenon spread like wildfire and everyone wanted their hands on a t-shirt speaking to Todd and trying to find the origins of the shirt, I think it was because Mr. Phoebus had clamped down oh, on yeah. the pep assemblies by our senior year, like by the time we'd gotten yeah. there. It was, uh, and it was because it was, of us. It was junior year. Okay. Um, as you know, freshmen and sophomores, they're up on the... Upper, you know, that's and right. seniors and juniors are down on the, on the floor, floor and you kind of look forward to that. Like Correct. Being on the floor. Correct. You kind of engage things more. That's and, true. And that's be, true. Be more of a... Leaders too, because everybody's looking down on yeah. you and whatever you do, they do. So we we all wore this. Well, not all, you know, it's not like we had hundred shirts uh-huh. for everybody, but a few of us wore the shirts to one and... Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, he's, Phoebus gets up and he's he's trying to talk. I mean, uh-huh. this isn't like time to be chanting. <laughs> he's trying to talk and we're over here. Stroke it. Stroke it. Stroke it. I mean, you know, our, our group it. was obviously doing it, but like we're getting some other kids involved. Yes. Like Ed Hanks comes over and he's yes. stroke it and he yes. wants to buy a shirt. And uh, we're like, we're building up our <laughs> brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You just heard Kip talk about some of our shenanigans in response to a change in the seating arrangements at our pep assemblies. Kip was always very, very good buddies with Todd. And Todd, next, talks about how he and Kip used to watch Beavis and Butthead. And that is what sparked an idea, a visionary idea that would capture a moment in time and immortalize a 1990s high school principal. Over the next several minutes, you will hear a first-hand account straight from the visionary creator's mouth of how the now legendary Phoebus and Budhead t-shirts were made. You know, it may, I think it was just like, a, oh, Phoebus and Butthead, that's, that's pretty funny. Phoebus and Butthead, <laughs> that works out. Well, Beavis and Butthead were huge in the mid-90s. Well, yeah, Beavis and Butthead, I, I didn't even have cable. Uh-huh. So when I got to see it, it was like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, Kip Kip and I were attached to the hip, uh-huh. and he loved Beavis and Butthead. Right, so, right. Um, that's kind of where it came from was just, you know, it made sense. Beavis, Phoebus, they rhyme. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank goodness that first, Todd's older brother supported his younger brother's rebellious spirit, and second... Thank goodness he has a natural artistic ability without the use of computer graphics. Made the shirt for the pep rallies initially. So when I made those shirts, it was actually from, so my brother helped out a lot with that. He, he drew Uh it. He made the silk screens. Uh So your brother physically drew it? Yeah, he drew it. And then there's a way to do silk screen with, uh, I'm not even certain how it works, uh-huh. but the overheads, like the, the clear... Transparencies. What's the yeah. transparencies, yeah. You use transparencies, you get them on there, and then somehow it gets on the screen, okay. and, and it hardens the ink. Uh-huh. And then where it isn't at, where the where the line is, it doesn't harden, and then that screen, the ink can go through the screen. Okay. Todd describes in more detail how intricate the shirt-making process was. And could you imagine as a parent looking up at your two sons (laughs) and how they've changed your kitchen into a shirt factory? Yeah, no, I mean, we were out, we were at home and I had, we like, were pulling the screen across the ink across the shirts, you know, and then we had to put it on this. The ink is wet, so you have to dry it with something really hot and we didn't have anything, so we... I open up the stove. My mom and dad are like around. We got these shirts on these wire racks and I'm holding them underneath the stove. Setting the ink. They didn't say Did they shit. Look? Did they see that that was your principle? I don't, I don't hey, think mom, they knew what was going on. Just and butthead t-shirts <laughs> to give the principal a big up yours. Yep. <laughs> that yeah. is too funny. And your brother had no clue who this yeah. principal was. He graduated fucking 
10 how no much older is he eight years eight years yeah oh, so yeah. he graduated We're 96 in so so he had six, no seven, clue who this phoebus guy was yeah <laughs> just a picture from the yearbook no <laughs> next todd describes the actual physical description of the shirt i'm telling I'm telling you, this thing looked just like Mr. Phoebus and Butthead. And it kind of reminds me of those booths that are in the mall where you can get that cartoon sketch to yourself. Except I don't think Mr. Phoebus voluntarily posed for this artwork. I'm not even sure who all got one. but I didn't. I, I just remember seeing them and it was uncanny. The art, the artistry was uncanny. Yeah. That was taken directly from a yearbook photo of Phoebus, <laughs> for sure. So it had him like hunched over, butthead holding his shoulder, and butthead sitting there holding a can of beer. <laughs> it didn't quite say beer. I think it said B-E on it. I think it did, cause yeah. <laughs> probably because underage kids aren't supposed to have alcohol-related stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not that we drank. Or- no, hell no. Hell no, we didn't. There were some that had, uh, Mr. Phoebus had a tie on, and some of them had painted colored ties, and those went out to, like, oh, close buddies. So there was two different and ones. Then, yeah, the ties were colored, okay. or it was just all black and white. Okay, okay, okay. All right. But, again, there was probably only 10 to 15 of shirts made. And that so. was pre-internet, pre uh What's the T one eight hundred T shirts? That was pre yeah. all that. Next, Todd explains that the supply was very low, but the demand was extremely high for the T shirts. And since Todd is a proud, courageous member of the class of nineteen ninety six, he was sure to wear his T shirt to school, and surprisingly, he didn't get in trouble for it. But when I took them to school, man, everybody wanted yep. one. And I was so overwhelmed. I didn't want to get in trouble uh-huh. for it. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, we we limited the supply. So the did, did the administration, the principal, did they ever see the T-shirt at all to the school? You know, no one from the administration ever confronted me about okay. it. I don't know. You could talk to the other people. Right. Maybe that happened. But I know that, you know, there was one teacher in particular that didn't like me too uh-huh. much, uh, Mrs. Sweetak. Okay. And she she made me turn it inside out. And that's about the worst that ever so, happened. Oh, so you wore it to school? I did wear it to school sometimes. Wow. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. I'm just... Uh, not often, though, because I, I knew better than to piss people off. But Yeah. I, I, yeah. You definitely would have been, uh, <laughs> been in trouble. <laughs> yeah. As you'll hear... And have heard, our class was not perfect, and we were far from innocent and downright brutal at times. Next, you'll hear how a beautiful school tradition of spray painting names and your graduating class on a nearby train viaduct turned into a mystery that even 26 years later cannot be solved. The different reactions that I got when I told my different friends and family about this mystery was absolutely classic. So over the next few minutes, you'll hear some truly authentic reactions. And if anybody out there can help me solve this mystery, let me know. At the viaduct down there at the, on Twickenham, uh, yeah. okay, 
to this day, and I have a picture of it, and it's very faint to this day, mm-hmm. somebody, and I honestly don't know who it was, and I need to ask, actually, um, when I meet with people, somebody wrote, because the, the train viaduct had graffiti on it from folks in the high oh, school, dude. class of 98, class of 88, class of this, and so it was before they painted it over. It was somebody, iconic. Oh, it was great. It was like dude, a, it was, a neighborhood I mean, landmark. Yeah, it was I a, mean... It, it was yeah. it might I mean of course I was a kid, but Correct. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yes. I couldn't wait to write your name on there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Could yeah. not wait. Uh-huh. I never yeah. did. Shit. Um, or like me, like we discussed with my dad, you can yeah. be dumb and write your whole f- freaking name on there. Yeah, you sure can. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> somebody and and this is this is the reason that this is still down there because it was written on the cement. Somebody wrote Phoebus licks balls. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebus licks balls on the cement on the sidewalk, so they don't paint over the sidewalk. No, they sure don't. And it's to this day still there. I'll have to show you a picture. I of mean, it. it's I, very I have a few ideas of. Uh, I'm sure it was. It was. <laughs> Next is Kip's reaction to this mystery, <laughs> and he was none surprised. <laughs> and then. Uh, Kip, you haven't been on a walk recently down Twickenham. However, if if you were to look on the ground, on the cement, underneath the viaduct, the train bridge here, you will see it's very faint. But it says, Phoebus licks balls. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, I have a picture of it. Phoebus licks balls. And I think it says 1996, right? Oh, I I could imagine. And we don't know. I talked to uh, Todd. He wouldn't know who wrote that. I don't know who wrote it, but somebody wrote Phoebus licks balls. 1996. That could be anybody. As you've heard in previous episodes of Memory Mission, my parents are used to immature behavior out of their son and the tagging of his name on the train bridge as a youth. So anytime talks of graffiti come up, They're old pros. As my mom mentioned, she used to walk my son when he was little under that same train viaduct almost daily. Luckily, both of them did not look down as Phoebus Licks Balls was looking up. You two haven't walked underneath the Twickenham Viaduct Bridge in the past. Recently. Recently at all. Okay. A couple years. So when it gets, the weather gets nice, take a little meander underneath the Twickenham Bridge on the on our side of it, so on the east side, right when you walk under it, if you're walking south, if you look down, very faint, and it's been there since 1996, probably, okay? If you look, it says, Phoebus licks balls. My God. I used to walk Aiden every day. I've never seen Oh my God, that is crazy. Isn't Phoebus licks trip? balls. They're still there? <laughs> Very faint. <laughs> and I don't know who wrote it. If I wrote him. it, I would have. I'd admit it, but I, we don't know who wrote it. So wow. everybody we've talked to, Phoebus licks balls. <laughs> I Isn't never noticed that. Oh, hell. Poor um, Mr. Phoebus. <laughs> all right, we're going to hit pause here for a quick ad read. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. The entire web is now listenable all in one place. Browse articles and follow any topics that you choose, whether that's sports, news, Hollywood gossip, 
or even high school principals cracking down on pep rallies. So stop scrolling and start listening. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Memory Mission, is there too. You can start using it as your default podcast app. It's easy. Download and use Newsly for free right now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our show notes. That's www.newsly.me and use the promo code Memory Mission and receive a one month free premium subscription. When you enter the promo code, please enter it exactly how you see it in our show notes. Now, back to the episode. I just love all of these folks' natural reactions to this lasting legacy and mystery. I could say that none of them were shocked at all that it was written there, but I do think they were still genuinely shocked that there's still remnants of it there after all of these years. Here's Mark's natural reaction. We also, and I, I can't find the um, author of this either, but um, or the artist, there's very faint underneath the viaduct on Twickenham over here. It's very faint, but it says, Phoebus licks balls. <laughs> how did that how did that make it that thing's been painted over like a hundred times since then anything that's on the cement doesn't get painted over oh, okay. so <laughs> if it's on the cement the concrete and so to this day it's very faint it says phoebus licks balls <sighs> think about it i mean Whoever put it there was it was not a eleven year old or a ten year old. It was oh, probably no. a seventeen or eighteen year old. Okay, so we're talking like we can die for our country and and purchase tobacco and lottery tickets and hotel rooms and stuff. And we write Phoebus licks balls. <laughs> oh God, that's hilarious. Oh shit. A little clarification there when I say cement or concrete. I meant the sidewalk, not the train viaduct's walls. Historically, the sidewalks are not painted over. And think about that. It wasn't a child who had written that. It had to have been a 17 or 18-year-old, soon-to-be college student, or soon-to-be old enough to officially be considered an adult. Next, Janae, or as we knew her at the time, Miss Cox, remembers the tradition of spray-painting the names and then she questioned the courage of the author as they did not tag their own name to this priceless piece of art. Speaking of the bridge, uh, this didn't get painted. This is hilarious you brought that up. This did not get painted over because it's written on the cement on the ground, okay? Oh. They always painted over the walls yep, of the yep. bridge, the viaduct, but not the, 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 the cement. And I can't... We were awful. Do you have a marking there still? I, I, one of mine is still on the other one from when I was a kid because I did it on the cement, but this one is very faded and I moved to this house in 02, so it was un, it was not as faded then. On the cement, it says, Phoebus licks balls. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. To this day, you can see, wow. I'll, I'll send you the, 
signature. Uh, is there a signature? Who wrote? Who did that? I can't figure it out. Oh. I've talked to nine or ten of us, and nobody. Because if you're going to write that, you better sign it. You, you better <laughs> you admit better, it. You better Hold have the it. balls to sign it. Nobody. Yeah, you better have the balls to sign it if you write Phoebe's Licks balls. Right. And it's still there. It's faint, very faint. Wow. And I took a picture of it, and you could see it. Hate but... to say that's cool, but. <laughs> Kind of cool. I don't know. It's still there. Yeah, I mean, but nobody's admitting to it. Wow. If I did it, I'd admit oh, it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that was me. Wow. Phoebus licks balls. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Here is Jack's natural reaction when hearing about the 25-year-old mystery. And another investigative journalism I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. Written on the cement sidewalk, which is unpainted, very faint, very faint. It says, Phoebus licks balls. No way. Swear no to God. Way. You got to take a picture says, of that and send it to I me. I have it. I have it. Oh, you yes. got to send it to me, dude. I'll send it to you. I need to dig it out because I, I took the picture about five years ago, and right now it's even more faint. Oh, I but bet, it says, man. It says, Phoebus licks balls. He's immortal, <laughs> and it, dude. <laughs> and it, and it might say, and it might say, class of '96 underneath. I, I'll have to go back and check it. Out. I, I'm sure it was probably <laughs> probably L. L. It was L did. or Owen <laughs> or somebody. Now, as you can probably tell, some of the friends who I met with, I had to meet with remotely because they live in Florida, California, Indianapolis. Mike is one that I met with remotely, so you'll hear me say that I'll text you the picture. And then you'll hear when he finally received the picture. You just cannot replicate an authentic reaction like this. I yeah. cannot find out so far who wrote this, but the whole, I've lived in this house for 19 years. <clears throat> It'll be 20 years in May. And um, over the years, it's faded and faded and faded. But when I first moved in, it was really there. And it says on the, under the viaduct on the sidewalk, when you walk underneath it on the Twickenham Bridge, you know, mm -hmm. it says Phoebus licks balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the that was one of the best things about driving in in the morning is because you can always see what kind of shenanigans happened over the weekend when everybody was <laughs> It still says it. Phoebus licks That's balls. <laughs> it's like you can't touch it. It's a Picasso. Dude, Just leave it there. Phoebus licks oh, balls. And and I've asked, and nobody knows who did it. Like, <laughs> like nobody. Uh, I, nobody. I wish I did. I so wish I did. I'm gonna text it to you right now, and then you could you can uh, still see the faint outline of it. Jesus. Did it go through you? So wrong. Did it go through you? Wait, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> see you can see the balls <laughs> I can't and the exclamation oh, point <laughs> holy shit <laughs> 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 Who's how many people did we cost to retire <laughs> I don't even know oh it's so wrong oh my god hey, all we asked for was just an agreement. That's it. Let us fuck around. Yes. <laughs> we won't totally embarrass you. And uh, he he chose the other option. Woo! So, oh. <laughs> you can fuck with For sure. 
Now, please know that I have texted other friends who did not appear on these episodes and have asked them if they know the answer to this mystery. Many of them suggested that I ask other possible culprits, but when I asked them, they said they didn't do it and they have no clue who did it. I'm going to put it out there to our listeners who were with us at Adams during this time. If you know who wrote that, please reach out and let me know. I think it'd be great to have that person on the show and have them share their memories. I want to ask them if they knew at the time that their art would stamp a lasting legacy under the Twickenham train viaduct, three blocks north of John Adams High School. Next, I asked Janae what type of supervisor Mr. Phoebus was. I purposefully waited to share this part until the end of the series. I'm not sure if you've formed an opinion on what type of guy you think Mr. Phoebus was. If you've listened to just us, you probably think he was a tyrant. The truth is, he wasn't a tyrant. Also, the truth is, I'd feel a lot better if he was, because I really do feel like crap for giving him all that crap. As you'll hear next, yeah, he was a little goofy, a little nerdy, but according to one of his former teachers, Janae, he was actually a good dude. He had good intentions. And actually, when she reflected upon her principles over the years, she would rank him up there. Yeah, what are your thoughts was, about him as a supervisor, him as a boss? I Okay, so he was goofy. Okay. I, I mean, I think everybody kind of knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in hindsight, mm-hmm. that wasn't a bad thing. Um, yeah. It, given that I've had now X amount of Correct. administrators since him, he would rank up in one of my top. Wow. Right. Okay. Um, but I didn't have anything to, to judge on, you know. I, That's true too. You didn't have any background yeah, knowledge it, of it. I would take whatever I had. Right. But right. Then in comparison, now I've had some way worse. Uh-huh. For sure. Right. Um, I think the thing about him was his intentions were always good. I see. I you know, see. he's a nice guy. Yeah. He was just. Yeah. He was goofy. Yeah. He wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. He was. Nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he, yeah. his intentions were good. Okay. He, you know, so okay. I didn't have a problem with them. Good. That ma- I was hoping you'd say he was an asshole. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> as as I'm listening to this stuff, like we were mean. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, to me, he wasn't. <laughs> right. But, um, but again, I didn't, I couldn't compare him to Sheebish because I didn't Correct. know Sheebish. Yeah. And then from your perspective uh-huh. as asshole students, yep. 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 <laughs> you know, that was probably a whole different. Correct. Thus the t-shirt. Thus leading to the Phoebus and Butthead (laughs) t-shirt. You just heard that Mr. Phoebus was actually a good guy, a nice dude, and he meant well. I just want to take this moment to address Mr. Phoebus in case wherever he is at at this time, he is listening. Mr. Phoebus, please understand that we mean no ill will and throughout some of our conversations about every one of us has had some feelings of being sorry for her actions. Some of our antics were absolutely cringeworthy. But as you've heard, I think that we both could have handled it a bit differently. Please know that we are all 43, 44, about 45 years old now. We're raising our own children to not exhibit some of our same antics from 25 plus years ago. When we walked across that stage in June of 1996, I think that many staff members and family members would have thought that those degrees we received that day would be the only degrees that we would ever receive. But contrary to that, the class of 1996 are doing things now. Big things. 
We're talking about people who touch lives each day. Teachers, principals, law enforcement, doctors, lawyers, business owners, already retired military members, just to name a few of the big things that we are now doing. Mr. Phoebus, I wish you nothing but the best. I hope by this time you're enjoying your retirement and are just able to shake your head and crack a smile at the thought of our game of cat and mouse in the mid-1990s. We wrap up our Phoebus and Butthead series with a reflective conversation between Janae and I. We got into the trap of comparing kids now versus then, and I know that is unfair, and I know times are way different now with cell phones, social media, and unfortunately, COVID. But students, I'm going to challenge you today to get that gym rocking, cheer on your teams, have school spirit, but also fight for what is right. But do it in a respectful manner, with no chance of stroke it, no walkouts, and don't turn your back on the principal. Definitely not a good way to handle things. But 25 plus years later, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Here's Janae. And here's the really sad part. They're nothing like that anymore. Ooh, talk to me. Nothing. Okay. Um, I mean. Nothing. Nothing. But if you went to a pep assembly at any of the other schools, mm-hmm. I, you got your jaws would drop. Like, oh. what is going on here? There's no unity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's no real school spirit. Okay. You know, um, yeah, the seniors, you've got the seniors just because they're seniors and they're hyped up and right. ready to transition out. Mm-hmm. But even then, among the senior class, you've got this small pocket, yeah. whereas you guys could generate the energy among the entire student mm-hmm. body. Right. That's not happening anymore. I got goosebumps thinking yeah, of that. It's, it's, it's sad. You, it we is. stand there and it's just like, ah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just, sad. It is, it is. And talking to my folks down here on when they were at Adams, it was even more crazy. Oh. Like they had giant bonfires at Potawatomi Park. Like yes, 20-foot bonfires. Yes, at Laporte, that's what we did. <laughs> that was homecoming was a bonfire yeah. first. Uh-huh. And now they're like, oh, you can't do that. You know. Shit, but you know what? Well, now we can get sued and I'm sure that yeah, something to do with it. But you're, the, the differences in the spirit is, it's amazing. Yeah. It's sad to know these kids won't know. No. They don't even know what they're missing. No, they, you're right. This is their normal. They're like, what's wrong? Well, you guys don't know what you don't know. High school was so much fun. Yeah. So let them throw a piece uh, uh, thing toilet of toilet paper. paper. Exactly. If that's what generates their school spirit Damn fun, right. throw the toilet paper. We'll Damn clean right. it up. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. That's. Yeah. Mm, Remember mm, decorating mm. the halls? All of it. Like mm-hmm. every class had their own hall and like you couldn't even see through the hallway. It was so, <laughs> so much stuff. That was so much fun. So much fun. They haven't decorated the hall. Oh, they can't even get kids to stay to do it. <sighs> well, kids don't know to That's do it. That's true. They don't know it. They don't know. There's somehow the ball got dropped and there's a gap to where they're not seeing it as they come in. And nobody picked it back and up. And nobody picked it back right? up. And then, of course, COVID didn't. And help COVID us. has just Squashed. killed us. Squashed it all. Oh, yeah. my God. God. Yes, that's so sad. Yeah, that is. I mean, how do you how do you change that though? You you uh, you can't completely change it. You have to embrace where they're at now. I, I don't know what, I mean, where that is. Can you imagine a podcast from kids today, like someone trying to do this? No, well, no, there'd be no storyline. Nobody yeah. would listen. What? Where's the story? Yeah, None. and you like, have such how, a great story. Yeah, like there's no. 
Yeah. It's, and I don't know. I think COVID's affected it, but it was like this before COVID. Yeah, and it was. It was. It's yeah. a lot of this to yeah. um, the cell phone, yeah. uh, social media type. Go outside and spray paint the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have, have fun and giggle <laughs> about it. Yes. And then when you're seniors, paint the bridge back over and make it better. And then you are on both go. ends of that stick. We, yeah. we graffitied it and we fixed it, you know. I thank you for listening to our last Phoebus and Butthead episode. I hope that it reminded you of the t-shirt that you made depicting your high school principal standing next to Butthead. I also hope it reminded you of the time your friends created a permanent homage to your high school principal using a little bit of paint and a whole lot of balls. That's happened to everyone, right? If you like our show, please be sure to share with a friend. Follow us on Facebook, Memory Mission, and Twitter at Memory Mission. You can also email us at memorymission at gmail.com. I thank you again for listening. <laughs>